Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Sorok here with Mike and Ian again. Guys, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Yeah, can't complain. So, ready to get this going. All right, man. Got a lot to get into. Uh, start previewing uh, with the NFL here. Uh, Bears are beating Commander 7 nothing right now as we speak. Uh, but anyways, uh, Panthers uh, on the road against Detroit. Detroit is now a 10-point favorite. The line opened up at 8.5. It has moved up to 10 now. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think it's pretty obvious. The Lions are going to win this one, man. I mean, the Panthers are garbage. Uh, they're they're definitely in the, uh, the Caleb Williams uh, running. And, yeah, I mean, the Lions' defense is just, you know, a freight train right now. So, yeah, I'm taking the Lions in this one. Yeah, man, I'm going to go with the Lions. The- they're favored by 10 points. I mean, should easily beat Carolina here. I mean, Carolina is a train wreck. Yeah, normally it's a trap when you see the Lions are 10-point uh, favorites, but uh, I think I like them by 10. Maybe maybe 13 on this one, but yeah. Uh, so I, I did some research. This is the first time the Lions have been favored by double digits for the first time since... Uh, Oh, man, you'd have to go way back since since in the nineties, uh, and then the first time that they've been favored by more than a touchdown since twenty seventeen. So it tells you just how much uh, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have built in Detroit uh, that they're favored by this much in a game. Um, in London, uh, the Jaguars taking on the Bills. Buffalo's favored by five and a half here. Um, I think Buffalo wins this one. That said, uh, they don't have to. They have to deal with jet lag, and the Jaguars don't. So, uh, we, we we could see the Jaguars winning this one just based on the fact that you know they're not having to deal with any jet lag because they've been there for for you know you know two weeks now. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think Buffalo does win this one, but I think it's gonna be a really close game. Yeah, I think so too. I think that Buffalo, you know, has been just destroying people, and like you said, the jet lag and the travel is definitely going to have a little bit of an effect on them. Uh, I think it's going to be close too. I think Buffalo probably by like a field goal probably wins this game. It's going to be close though. Yeah, the jet lag's the big part for me for uh, Buffalo on this one. The Jags played well against Atlanta, you know, last week out of you know all teams, but I I, I do think I'll think considered it's it's a close one but i'm gonna take buffalo yeah i mean and you know buffalo's just been going on a rampage since uh week one uh but you know tra- traveling across you know across the world for a game against a team that's been there for you know two weeks now it's, it's gonna be tough for for buffalo um tennessee on the road in indianapolis uh, <clears throat> divisional game here. Uh, Tennessee's favored by two and a half. Um, that said, I honestly don't even know who to pick in this one because both these teams are just super, super inconsistent uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think I'm more leaning towards Tennessee in this one. I think they do have a slightly better offense than the Colts, but that said, the Colts actually have a pretty decent quarterback, so uh, it's going to be close for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. Like you said, they're both so inconsistent with 
the Titans and the Colts, man, they go up and down each game, it feels like. But I think I'm going to go with the home team here. I think I'll go, I will go with Tennessee uh, over the Colts. Um, you know, they had that big win last week against the Bengals. So I think they keep it rolling and uh, take the win here. Yeah, I don't know. This this is one of these matchups where I'm sitting here. I'm like, could we see the first tie of the year? That was that was my first thought, my first initial gut reaction when I had a look at this one. It was like, we might see a tie, but then I was like, at the other side, Derrick Henry still exists. You know, until the Colts' defense shows something decent, you know, I'm still going to expect Derrick Henry to have a decent day. And I'm going to take uh, Tennessee on this one. Yeah, I, I, you know, you make a you make a good point. You know, obviously Derrick Henry is you know a thing, and the Colts, or just, you know, their defense isn't that good. So trying, they're going to try to shut him down. But we 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 saw last week when you try to shut down, you know, Derrick Henry, that Tannehill can actually look somewhat decent. So um, yeah. But speaking of ties, though, in this one, it's a it's an even. Uh, bet there's there's no favorite in this one. The Saints on the road in New England. Um, you know, uh, the Saints are, are two and two. Patriots are one and three. I mean, the Patriots are horrible. I'm gonna take the Saints in this one. I think they could, they actually have a somewhat competitive team. Uh, the Patriots just cannot stop anything defensively, and Mac Jones just ain't it, bro. Yeah, man. You can go, Mike. Yeah, so um, the Saints and the Patriots, man, both just kind of like mid to bad teams. I want to say the Patriots just because I feel like they have to bounce back, but like I just don't have any faith in them. I think the Saints take this one, man. I mean, um, the Saints aren't that great either, but definitely the better of the two teams, I think. Yeah, I I'm kind of shocked that if this one's at, you know, there isn't a favorite. Cause I, I, I kind of think the Saints would be a, a clear better team. Not that much better, but I'd still think they're, you know, a little better. But yeah, I'm taking the Saints on this one. Yeah, it being even odds is very interesting to say the least. I mean, both the teams we know are bad, but I mean, I, I, I think New Orleans is a slightly better team. I, I would have at least favored them by, by you know, one and a half, but... It is what it is on that one. Uh, Baltimore on the road in Pittsburgh, favored by four and a half as well. Um, as we've seen recently, the Steelers, after a pretty strong start, have just fallen off the face of the earth, losing to some pretty bad teams. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore in this one. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't believe him at all. Still launch him to the fucking moon, but uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 taking taking Baltimore in this one. Their defense is just really good still. Yeah, I'm going Baltimore too, man. Um, the Steelers have like one of the worst offenses in football right now. They have nothing going. Kenny Pickett is trash. Uh, I think the Ravens defense takes care of business and they win this game. I am definitely in agreement here. I think Baltimore takes it. Uh, it doesn't matter who Pittsburgh has lined up at quarterback. You know, Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, you know. It, it's not going to be a good one for him. Baltimore's moving to four and one. Yeah, absolutely, they are, man. Because yeah, it doesn't matter who they have at quarterback. They they don't have a good quarterback. So yeah. Um, 
Texans and the Falcons. Uh, Atlanta's favored by this one. They're at home. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans in this one, though. The Like I said, the Falcons are frauds, man. I mean, you... you you, they, I mean, they lost to uh, to Jacksonville, so I mean, yeah, they're they're not that good. And C.J. Stroud has just been incredible every single game this year so far. So I think he leads them to a pretty big victory in this one. Yeah, I agree too, man. How we were saying how the Bills had to deal with jet lag. I mean, Atlanta's coming back from London, so you know that's got to at least take somewhat of a toll as well. And Atlanta, I think, you know. Desmond Shitter, man. Oh, my God. He is so bad, man. One of the worst quarterbacks in the league, man. Like, completely awful. The Texans, C.J. Stroud is rolling, man. He has been phenomenal. The best rookie in the class so far by far. Uh, I think they keep the momentum rolling and the Texans win. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked Atlanta's favorite on this one because, yeah, have not scored but over 10 points in the past couple games. The offense is not looking good at all. And not, on the other side of the ball, the Texans are looking performing better than I at least I kind of thought they would be, especially CJ Stroud, you know, the whole Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to have to stop mentioning that cuz yeah, he's shutting me up about that one. <laughs> Texans on this one. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Falcons have not really performed at all this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I I think you know Houston definitely takes this one, and you know Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud, man, that connection is just really good. Um, <clears throat> Giants on the road in Miami. Miami's favored by twelve in this one. I think we can all agree, yeah. man. You know Miami's winning this one. The the Giants are. Horrible. I mean, I mean horrible. There, there's, there's just no way. And the Dolphins' offense, despite getting, you know, stopped by, uh, by an actual defense. Um, well, they don't have to worry about playing an actual defense this week. I think Miami wins this one, and they cover. Yeah, man, Miami. Like, honestly, man. So I saw two of the Giants, the only defense this year that does not have a takeaway. You know, you got their offensive line blocking each other. Freaking, they're just horrible on both sides of the ball. I think Miami, man, this could be another 70-point performance, man. They they are going to go crazy. I could see 50 points easily from Miami in this game as sort of a revenge game for, you know, them losing to Buffalo last week. I don't know about 50, but, yeah, I can definitely see Miami putting up a, a decent mm-hmm. chunk of points because, yeah, the Giants are not performing to standards whatsoever like you know you were a playoff team last year and you're starting one and three with your only win the comeback win against the cardinals of all teams you know it's not really good you know saquon barkley was you know whole conversation daniel jones got you know contract extension recently might be time for some changes there new york yeah i i mean Last year, to be fair, the New York made it to the playoffs on some very, you know, fluky shit. I mean, realistically, they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs, but, you know, they, they got in there on, on some, some technicalities. Um, speaking of Arizona, though, they're at home against the Bengals. Cincinnati's favored by three in this one. I'm going to take uh, the Cardinals, though, in this one. Um, 
they've uh, well, for one, Joe Burrow has been playing like garbage uh, this entire season. Obviously, the the injury doesn't help at all. Um, that said, Josh Dobbs has actually done a pretty damn good job uh, standing in for Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, I, I think Arizona wins this one, not by a whole lot, maybe like a point or two, but. Yeah, this is going to be a very close game, but I got Arizona. Damn, man. I'm shocked you're taking Arizona because, man, Arizona is so bad. And, if, and like, you know, they're, it feels like they're tanking, man. But this is, I mean, the Bengals got to win this game. I mean, if they don't win, they're done for, man. They're, they're not making the playoffs. Like, they start out one and four. They have to win this game. This is must win for the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. They have to win this game. Have to. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. The Bengals are. As, you know, shocking as it is to say, you know, at week four, week five in the season, they need to win this game, you know. You, you were the predicted, you know, AFC North winner, and you're starting off one and three, possibly one and four, and you just lost to the Arizona Cardinals, who at the beginning of the season weren't favored in a game. You don't deserve to go to the playoffs at that point. So, yeah, I, I have the Bengals in this one because they got to rebound at some point, you hope, right? You, you would hope so, right? But here, here's the thing. The Bengals are, are already out of it. I mean, they're out of their, their division hopes because I, I, I did some research uh, last week. The the Bengals, well, real, the Bengals are, are, are out of it because since 1990, it's only happened 35 times where a team starts out 1-3 and three and wins their division. So, statistically speaking, the Bengals are more than likely just out of it at this point um, just because of, of their record starting out. Um, that said, you know, Joe Burrow is still injured, um, and I, it's definitely affecting him, and that's why I think, you know, the, the Bengals might end up actually just losing this one, man. Uh, Philly is on the road against the Rams. They're four point favorite in this one. Um, I I don't know if if you guys agree with me or not, but um, the Eagles are winning this, but it's just disrespectful to only have them favored by four. Yeah, I mean Philly definitely is by far the better team. Uh, the Rams have looked better than I thought they would this season, but yeah, four point. I mean, I guess what I could attribute to is that you know the Rams are home in this game, so. You know, um, that kind of making up for some of the, the spread there. But, yeah, I think Philly wins this one by, like, a touchdown. Yeah, I I think it's a little disrespectful for a four-point line there. But I, I do think Philly wins this. But the, I, the reason I don't think it's overly disrespectful is because the Rams, you know, their defense isn't the greatest from what we've seen. Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald. But, you know... At that, on the other end of the ball, outside of you know Puka Nakua, who do they have? Well, Cooper Cup is coming back. To be fair, yes, Cooper Cup coming fair. back. Uh, I believe he is. Uh, let me. Not... I don't know if he was confirmed back for this one. I'm not seeing anything about that. But yeah, uh, it. I'm not see. They, they were definitely practicing this week. I don't know if they're playing yet. Um, but if if Cup is practicing it's pretty good sign that he's playing uh so maybe that's why they think maybe the rams offense will be a lot better especially with cutback and now you have nakua out of nowhere you know 
being really good, single-handedly reviving Stafford's career. Um, I mean, it's it's possible, but yeah. I still think four is a little disrespectful. Just, yeah, maybe just a little bit. Closer to a, a higher than a score, but yeah. not, like, overly. Right. Uh, the Jets are on the road in Denver. Denver's actually favored by this one by two and a half. Um, I, I, I don't know who I want to pick in this one, man, because... You know, Zach Wilson, Milf Slayer Zach Wilson is, you know, shit. And then, you know, Russell Wilson is super washed up, man. But uh, I'm, I'm going to probably lean towards the Broncos in this one. Uh, I, I mean, they at least have somewhat competent QB play. Uh, that said, their defense is abysmal. And the Jets is completely opposite of that. Their defense is really good. So, I don't know. This one's a toss-up for me. I might lean towards the Broncos, though, because the Jets... I mean, to win games, you still have to score points, and I don't think the Jets can even do that, so... I think the Jets are going to take this by their defense. I think the defense is going to be the one that puts up points, you know. I could see a pick six or a fumble um, recovery and, you know, putting them in good field position. Like like you said, man, the offenses are just not it. Denver's defense is shit, but you know, so is uh, the Jets offense. So I think that kind of cancels out. And then I, I trust the Jets defense though. I think they definitely do have one of the better defenses in the league to, you know, give Russell Wilson trouble and uh, get some takeaways for sure. I, I'm also going to go with the Jets on this one. I, as much as I hate to say it, Zach Wilson was the first quarterback to outperform Patrick Mahomes in his career. So, like, it's not something you really want to say. But if he can do that against the Chiefs defense, you know, what is he going to do to the abysmal Broncos defense that gave up 70, you know? I do think the Jets defense is the key in this one because the Broncos are just as bad, if not slightly better, on offense than the Jets with Zach Wilson. If Aaron Rodgers is at the helm, obviously we're not having that comparison talk. But yeah, I, I think the Jets take this one. You know, I I, I do think the Jets could, because Mike, you brought up some good points actually about their, their defense being able to score points. I think that is possible. So I would like to change my pick to the Jets because I didn't, I didn't really think that through until you made that point. So I'm switching over to the Jets in this one. Uh, Chiefs on the road in Minnesota, Kansas City laying three and a half to the Vikings. Um, I, I think, I think the, the Vikings, uh, will definitely lose this one. Uh, they, they're just, they're just not good. Uh, they're out, they're out of the, the, uh, divisional race already. Um, and, and, you know, the Chiefs, you know, while they struggled against the Jets, uh, defensively, uh, their offense also hasn't really been that strong to start this year. Um, I don't think, actually, they've put up more than 23 points this year. Oh, no, no, they, they did. They did. Uh, well, it was against the Bears. So, the Bears, yeah. so, so playing playing somewhat competent teams, the you know, the most they've put up is 23 points. I mean, Lions held them to 21. The the uh, the Jags held them to 17, and then last week, you know, the Jets held them to 23. So I mean, this offense hasn't been rolling. That said, the Vikings' defense is abysmal, and and you know, Kirk Cousins just is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the Chiefs man have 
they got this one for sure. Uh, only way the Vikings got a chance is Justin Jefferson goes off for like 300 yards and four touchdowns and just has a crazy performance. But, you know, he's going to be doubled every play. So they're definitely going to make it tough on him. But, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs just they, uh, they got the better team and should take this one. The only way I see the Vikings winning this one is if uh, Justin Jefferson puts up a stat line like Randy Moss did, you know, <laughs> three catches for almost 200 yards and three touchdowns, you know. Other than that, it's Chiefs all day. They've been holding teams, you know, sub uh, like 21, 25 points. Their offense hasn't been putting up those points, but they've been scoring enough to win these games outside of Detroit. So got to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be a uh, – I, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout because, like I said, the Chiefs' offense just hasn't been able to get going this year unless they're playing a, an abysmal defense like Chicago. Um, see a couple scores. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd see a couple scores in this one just because, like, like, the Vikings' defense is a hell of a lot better than, uh, than the Bears, but that's not saying a whole lot, you know, because we, we know how bad the Bears' defense is. Uh, but speaking of good defenses, though, um, the Niners and the Cowboys. Cowboys on the road in this one. San Francisco only favored by four. That's Sunday night. That is, like, the best game so far this year, I think, in terms of just, you know, power matchup. Um, will this be the week the Niners get knocked off that number one on the power rankings or not? That's the biggest question. That said, I think the Niners win this one. Um no, the Cowboys' defense isn't that good. Uh, yeah, they have a shutout, but it is against, you know, the uh, the um, the Giants. So not not really that impressive on that end. Uh, Brock Purdy has looked really, really good so far to start the year. I still don't believe in him, but I believe he will lead the Niners to victory this weekend. Yeah, I'm going with the 49ers as well. I definitely feel like Dallas is by far their toughest matchup yet. And I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas won, but I'm not going to pick against the 49ers until they lose a game, man. Like, they've won, like, 13 or 14 in a row now, going back to last year. If you don't count the loss in the playoffs, they've won all in a row. You know, they are just so dominant. And the only reason I feel they lost last year was they literally had zero quarterback play. Purdy was out. Lance was out, Garoppolo was out. They literally had no quarterback. So they have literally a perfect team besides quarterback, man. They are just so stacked in every position. Christian McCaffrey, four touchdowns last week, or three touchdowns, I should say. Um, and uh, that defense is crazy. Yeah, I'm also going with the 49ers on this one. I think this game is going to come down to which uh offensive trio is going to do better you know you got Brock Purdy Christian McCaffrey and you know throwing a wide receiver on the team pretty much versus Dak Prescott Tony Pollard and another throwing a receiver on the team and obviously just the production comparison from the the two is it's just glaring Dak Prescott you can't even you really compare him to Brock Purdy which is weird Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league. And then, you know, fill in the wide receiver positions, go down the line. 49ers are probably going to have the matchup, at least a favorite in the matchup, more often than not. So I, I think both defenses are really good. 
But this is going to come down to which offense can make that play to crack the defense, and that's going to be the 49ers. Yeah, I, I think it is going to come down to defense. Um, and while Dak is obviously the better quarterback uh, between him and Brock, um, I just yeah, the the Niners' defense is the best defense in the country right now. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think uh, the Cowboys win this one, but I do think this is going to be a very close, low-scoring game. Um, and then speaking of low-scoring games, Monday night, this is you know one of the toilet bowls of the week. Uh, the Packers on the road in Vegas. Vegas is only favored by one in this one. Uh, but I don't know if Jimmy G's playing this week or not. If he's not, I am going to take the Packers in this one. I think they have a somewhat better offense um, compared to the Raiders, even with Jimmy G. But Jimmy G just pulls some shit out of his ass uh, half the time and is able to win games. Um so, I'm going to lean Packers in this one. Uh, they also have a, a better defense as well. Uh, not by a whole lot, but, um, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Packers. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers, too. Just, you know, feel like they're the better team. Garoppolo uh, may be out as well. Raiders do have a solid... Uh, well, secondary of the Raiders isn't too great. You know, Max Crosby's pretty solid up front. Definitely could put some pressure on Jordan Love there. Um, I think that the Packers, though, they just, they went a nice, like, 20-17 to 17 game. I think it's going to be low scoring, um, close game, but Packers pull it out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like, like you said, I like Max Crosby in that defense. But I don't think the comparison is there, really, because obviously, I mean, the Raiders almost beat the Chargers, but, you know, we all know the Chargers. They're they're there one week, and then the next week they're up, you know, 30 points and then choking yeah. away in the final minute. Thank God they're on a bye this week. So, oh, no, they'll, they'll lose to the bye week somehow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, as much as I hate to say it, I, I'm going to go with Jordan Love and the Packers on this one. Jordan Love's showed quite a bit of promise this year and I think he's going to continue that he showed promise but he's also shown like you know Justin Fields level skill so I mean he, he's somewhere in between like you know a somewhat decent quarterback and Justin Fields so um I mean obviously he's a lot better than Justin Fields but yeah I, th- I think we all summed it up pretty good uh the, the, the Vegas defense outside of Crosby is pretty bad um so that kind of wraps up the NFL weekend. Uh, now we're going to break into the top 25 for college football. Starting it off, uh, so Michigan, Saturday night on the road in Minnesota. They're a 18.5-point favorite on this one. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking Michigan. Not because I'm a Michigan fan, but because Minnesota blows. This is an easy Michigan uh, win, man. I mean... Minnesota is not that great, and I mean Michigan's test is going to be Penn State, so just preparing for that game. I'm going to go also go with Michigan, but but it, it might be a trap game because Michigan always has some game in the Big Ten that they play against a team, and I mean they've already blown out Rutgers and Nebraska. And those are normally Nebraska is normally their big culprit, so I'm I'm looking at Minnesota or maybe even Michigan State 
to be one of their trap games. But I still think Michigan handles it. Uh, Michigan State's always a trap game for Michigan. It doesn't matter how bad Michigan State is. It's usually a close game. Um, and it's uh, and it's in uh, East Lansing this year, so that's definitely a trap game for Michigan. That said, also, usually our trap opponents are, are you know, MSU on the road, especially, and then uh, Indiana as well. And We play Indiana uh, this year, so... But that's a home game for Michigan. Uh, the Red River Red River rivalry, Oklahoma on the road in Texas. Uh, the, the last of this being in the Big 12, because now this rivalry will move to the SEC. Just, you know, stack it up the rivalries in that conference. Texas is favored by five. Oklahoma's ranked number 12. Texas number three. Uh Texas, I think, is winning this one because, like I've always said, Texas is back. Um, Quinn Ewers has been incredible so far this year. Their run game might be the best in the country. Uh, Their defense is really good as well. That said, Oklahoma's offense has been really rolling so far this year. Um, I think think Texas favored by five is actually pretty fair um, because, like I said, Oklahoma's offense has been really good so far. Um, but yeah, Texas is back and Texas is winning this one. Yeah, I got Texas as well. Um, Oklahoma though, I think will definitely put up a good fight. I think that it will be right around that five point, uh, spread that they have. Um, it's going to be a close game. Texas, I don't think in any way blows out Oklahoma. Like you said, Oklahoma has got a pretty solid offense, you know, top 12 team, but I don't think this is the game that Texas loses. I think Texas has got through here on out. If Texas were to lose a game, it's probably this one out of any of them on their schedule, unless they face a better team that comes out of the Big 12 and the Big 12 championship. But I'm still going to take Texas with this one. Yeah, I mean, Texas is back, man. I'm Texas is winning this one. Uh, Maryland going into... Uh, Ohio State, OSU's favored by 20 in this one. OSU is also coming off the bye week. Um, that said, Maryland got uh, Mar- Maryland would basically be ranked 26 on this uh, this recent rankings. Uh, they had the most votes of, of teams that weren't ranked. Uh, Maryland's been performing this year, and this is and for quite a few years now for Ohio State. They have struggled against Maryland. They've beaten them, however, but it, it, they have struggled a lot against Maryland in recent years. Um, but that said, I think OSU wins this one. I think 20, though, is doing a very big disservice to Maryland. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Maryland covers the spread here. But I don't think by much. I think it they'll probably be within, I would say, probably two touchdowns. I think it's going to be around, like, 14 points. Uh, they uh, OSU wins by... I think OSU wins this. You know, Maryland will somewhat keep the game close, but overall, OSU, I think, has this one. Looking at Maryland's schedule, they haven't scored less than 31 points this year. And looking at these teams, they played Towson, Charlotte, Virginia, Michigan State, and Indiana. None of those teams have the caliber of defense that Ohio State has. So, you know, we'll, we'll look for that to see if they can keep that 30-point streak up. I don't think they do. 
but I, this is normally a trap game for Ohio State, so I would not be shocked to see them lose 27-24 or the likes of that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think Maryland keeps it within a touchdown, honestly. I mean, th- this has always been a trap game for Ohio State. That said, Ohio State is coming off a bye week. Uh, so, yeah, and this will be a true test of Maryland's offense this week is just how good are they against a, you know, a good defense. Um, LSU on the road in Missouri. LSU's favored by four in this one. Look, Missouri struggled against Vanderbilt early on uh, last week. They ended up with a pretty sizable win. Um, LSU obviously coming off the tough loss against Ole Miss. Uh, that said, LSU's offense is really, really, really good. Um, and I think LSU does win this one. Um, I think it'll be kind of close. Missouri has played some really good ball lately, but I don't think their defense is ready for the challenge of LSU. Yeah, I think LSU has this one as well. You know, the game with Ole Miss was super close. And LSU easily could have won that game as well. And I think Ole Miss is a better team than Missouri. So I think LSU will bounce back and win this I, I like it, but I'm, I'm leaning. I'm leaning a little towards Missouri on this one, because I'm looking at schedules. Like LSU gave up 45 to uh, Florida State, obviously week one, just blew the doors off them. And then the next game, they gave up 10 to Grambling State. All right, you know that's that's expected. And then 14 to Mississippi State. Okay, and then 31 to Arkansas. You almost lost that game against Arkansas. And then the next week, you have a close one and you lost. And you gave up 55 in that one. So you're starting to get into these, you know, beefier SEC teams. And you're giving up more points. And you're, you know, you're having these closed games. If Missouri can keep it close, they can steal it. Yeah, I, I think, I think you know, Missouri can keep this one close. I mean, they only have LSU by four. I mean... Uh, you know, a, f- a pick six or something, or, or just a late interception by LSU, and it turns the entire game around for Missouri. Uh, so, I mean, I can see it going either way, but I, I am going to lean towards LSU. Uh, Washington State on the road in LA against UCLA. They're, uh, UCLA is actually favored by three in this one. Uh, you know, Washington State's defense is not that good. That said, their offense is absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think this will be a pretty close game. UCLA, uh, their offense is really good as well. Their defense might be a little bit better than Washington State's. Um, so so yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll with UCLA in this one. Uh, you know, if uh, if Dante Moore uh, can can just you know bounce back uh, after. Um, after that uh, that loss from uh, against Utah, I, I think we'll we'll see UCLA just pull this one out. Yeah, I think uh, UCLA will win, but it's going to be a close game, man. With Oregon State, I mean, um, I mean, going to be going to be a tough one, but I think UCLA has this one. I don't know. I like Washington State in this one because I mean, yeah, UCLA should come. Have a you know a uh, a bounce back game, but the offense for Washington State is looking really really good. I mean yeah UCLA just lost to uh, Utah, but they only scored seven points. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, Utah's defense in that game looked really. I mean that that was just a that was just a game of the offenses just not being able to really do anything. Um, and you know, Utah losing this past week kind of showed that you know, with without Cam Rising, their offense really is nothing. And you know, they only scored uh, fourteen on UCLA. So I mean, that, that kind of just tells you that really without Rising, Utah is nothing. Uh, Virginia Tech on the road going to Florida State. Florida State's favored by 24 in this one. Uh, Virginia Tech is just dog shit, man. They they really really are. Uh, and Florida State, yeah, they've they've struggled lately. You know, they they struggled against Clemson and Boston College. Uh, but that said, they you know if they can just you know get their minds right again, uh, I, I think Florida State can can win this one and pretty handedly by 24. Yeah, easy win for Florida State here. I mean, they're favored by 24, so I'd be really shocked if they lost this game. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big, not like fan of Florida State, but I'd, I'd say that I'd, I'd, they'd argue that they have one of the better wins of college football this season already. They went week one with LSU outside of Texas beating Bama. I'm going to go with Florida State on this one. I think they could probably win by 30. I don't know if 30 is uh, is necessarily doable, but it is Virginia Tech who is pretty fucking bad. So, yeah. Bama on the road, uh, going into College Station, playing Texas A&M, favored by one in this one. Um, look, I'm not a believer in Texas A&M at all whatsoever. That said, Bama is ass, man. Um I'm going to go with Texas A&M in this one. I think they get the big upset. Let's roll Texas A&M, man. Um, you know, I think I think Bama probably will end up winning, but, man, if you're rolling with Texas A&M, I'm going to roll with them too, man. I mean, what, they did it last year? Can they do it again? I guess we'll see. Both teams are 4-1. and one, So, Bama's not looking like the Bama of past, but I'm still going to roll with them. And, and that that's fair. I mean, yeah, Texas A&M did beat them last year. Uh, they've had their number for quite a while, actually. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think Texas A&M goes back-to-back. Uh, and they're at home on this one. And they beat Bama on the road last year. Yeah, I, I think I think Bama uh, doesn't uh, win this one. I'm going I'm to go with the, the fake Texas school in Texas A&M. Um, Syracuse coming in to UNC. UNC's favored by nine and a half in this one. Uh, both teams with four wins. Uh, Carolina, I think, is going to win this one. I mean, Drake May has been incredible so far through four games. Um, and, yeah, Syracuse defense, not really that good. They lost to Clemson, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, Clemson's obviously a better team, but... UNC is a hell of a lot better than Clemson is. Yeah, man, UNC's got this. Drake Mays, probably the second or third best QB prospect. Man, he is incredible, and um, I think that they take care of business here. Yeah, Syracuse was looking okay, and then they played Clemson, so UNC's taking this one. I don't think Syracuse is going to recover really from that because they got UNC. And then Florida State right after that. So that's looking like three losses in a row right there for Syracuse. Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't see any way Syracuse beats this one. I, I think Drake May 
at least right now, is probably the the second best quarterback in the country. Uh, Penix is obviously number one. I mean, that dude is just built different right now. So Drake uh, may over Caleb Williams. I, I mm, yeah, he's probably yeah, number three. Then I, I think I think I think right now, honestly, it goes it goes Michael Penix. In, in my own opinion, it goes Michael Penix, Caleb Williams, and then Drake May. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, dude, Penix has been so good, and we'll 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 talk about him uh, in in a little bit. But uh, so Kentucky, number twenty, Kentucky on the road in Georgia. Georgia's favored by fourteen and a half. And look, man. Georgia struggled against Auburn. They haven't covered against anyone this year. Uh, they couldn't even cover against fucking Ball State and UAB. I mean, they are not looking good. Uh, th- this Georgia team struggled a lot. Kentucky is tested. I think Kentucky comes out with the upset win in Athens, man. Damn, that's bold, man. Uh, I don't think that Kentucky's going to take it that far. I do think they'll keep it close. I do think that, you know, we're going to get eyes on that game. And, you know, they might even have a lead at some point on Georgia. But I don't think that Kentucky's going to be quite up to Georgia. You know, Georgia's not been what they should have been. But they haven't been, you know, like losing to anyone. So um, I think Georgia will still win this. But I do think it will be a close game. Yeah, I, I'm going with Andrew on this one. I think Kentucky takes the upset on this one. Like you said, Georgia has not covered all season. And when you beat Ball State 45-3, to and you still don't cover. So you won by 42 points, and you still didn't cover. They were, four, they were favored by 45 and a half in that one. So they were close, but they still didn't cover. Yeah, that, that's kind of saying something. Or, you know, their first game, UT Martin, they won 48-7, to and you still didn't cover? That's 41 points. That's ridiculous. And they're, uh, they've only given up more points as time, go- time has gone on. So eventually, I think a team is going to come in and smack the defense around, and I think it's either going to be Kentucky or maybe even Mississippi. I, I, well, when, when they play Ole Miss, that's going to be, that's going to be a, a very interesting game to watch. Uh, you know, Kentucky's run defense has been – or not run defense, but run offense has been really, really good so far this year. And Georgia has not looked good against the run. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Kentucky in this one, but it's going to be a very, very close game. Um so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Notre Dame is taking on Louisville. Louisville at home. Notre Dame's favored by six and a half in this one. Uh, you got number ten versus number twenty-five. Uh, and look, Louisville has been really good so far to start the year. Um, their offense has been, you know, just rolling. Uh, but I think you know Notre Dame's defense is the toughest defense that they're going to be playing so far this year. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a very close game. I do think Notre Dame wins this one, uh, probably by by three or four points at the very most. I mean, they struggled against Duke, but yeah, I, I think I think Louisville uh, makes this a close game, and Notre Dame does struggle again. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think Notre Dame is gonna be able to pull it out. Um, again, probably a field goal to touchdown uh, points wise. I think it's gonna be close, but. Uh... 
But yeah, I have uh, Notre Dame in this one. I think this one's going to be another upset for me. I'm going to go with Louisville. They've been rolling, and Notre Dame has been struggling a little bit. I think Louisville might be a better team than Duke. I mean, obviously, if they play head-to-head, we'll find that out. But I, I will take Louisville on this one in a very close one. Well, uh, well, Riley Leonard's out for Duke at quarterback, so I, th- I you know, he was the heart and soul of that offense. So, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see, we'll see, you know, Louisville and Duke actually face each other and you know be equal. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like you said, you know, with Louisville possibly winning this one, I think it is possible. I mean, Notre Dame's been struggling defensively, um, offensively too. They haven't really been able to do a whole lot. I mean, Duke's defense isn't that good, and, you know, they, they struggle to put up points there. Uh, Arkansas on the roll, on the road against Ole, number 16, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is favored by 11 and a half in this one. Uh, I think Ole Miss takes this one easily. I mean, Arkansas, you know, they they damn near beat LSU, um, but – I, th- I think Ole Miss's defense might be just slightly better than LSU's, and that's not saying much because both their defenses are pretty garbage. Uh, but that said, Ole Miss's offense has been really good so far to start the year, so I think Ole Miss w- takes this one, and they definitely cover. Yeah, I think so too. Ole Miss, I mean, coming off that big win against LSU, I think they continue this trend and um, and win this one. I agree that Ole Miss will continue the trend and keep winning on this one. Arkansas isn't that great of a team this year. No, they're, they're not. I mean, they're just, they're just flat out not. Uh, Georgia Tech on the road against number 17, Miami. Miami's favored by 20 in this one. Uh, Georgia Tech already lost to a ranked school uh, earlier this year against Louisville, although Louisville wasn't ranked at the time. But, yeah, I think Miami wins this one easily. I mean, their offense has been really good. Defensively, they've been really good. Um, I think they should be higher up than 17 on the rankings, in my own opinion. But, it is what it is. But yeah, Miami takes this one. I don't know if they cover, but I, they they definitely win. Yeah, I'm going Miami. I think I think they'll cover as well. Um, Miami's been a solid team this year. I think they could definitely get a top 15 at some point this year. Um and Georgia Tech is just not it. I think Miami handles this one. I agree that Miami wins this one and covers. Because they've, they've been playing really well. I mean, their their best win right now is to at, no, not at Texas A&M. It's versus Texas A&M at home. But they still won by 15. And they had They had two picks in that game. And their quarterback threw for five touchdowns. That's it's a hell of a performance against one of the better teams. Yeah, well, I mean Texas A&M blows, but yeah. Um, well, yes, but you know they still blow. Uh, Fresno State on the road against Wyoming. Uh, Fresno State's only favored by six in this one. Um, look, I, I think Fresno State wins this one. Uh, it's going to be a really close game. Wyoming did put up a pretty good fight against Texas earlier this year, so. Uh, Wyoming's team is, is, you know, you know, no one really knows that they exist because, you know, it's Wyoming. Uh, but they have actually looked pretty solid this year. They're four and one. Uh, but you know, Fresno state, man, 
you know, they're number 24 in the country for a reason. They've been playing some really good ball lately. Yeah, I'm going to go Fresno State. I don't really know too much about either of these teams, but, you know, they're favored by six. So, um, you know, Fresno State's always had at least a competent, I feel like, program, and I think they take this one. You know, I always used to make jokes about Wyoming because of just how god-awful their football team used to be. Because, you know, I used to compare them to, you know, EMU. Good old, like, 1-10, and 1-11 teams. And it was always just a good matchup when they always played. Cause it was the toilet bowl, and you didn't really care who won or lost. But that said, good on them for turning it around. I don't think they win this one, though. I'm going with Fresno State. Yeah, I mean... Wyoming, they they have a pretty good win against Texas Tech, so there's that. Uh, you know they they lost thirty one to ten against Texas, but that first half was very very close in that game. Um, and then you know they beat App State and they beat New Mexico and uh, and Portland State as well. Uh, but that said, Fresno State has just been rolling, and you know they are number twenty four for a reason. So. Yeah, I think Fresno State wins this one, but don't be shocked if Wyoming is in this one late. Um, number 15, Oregon State uh, on the road against Cal. Uh, Oregon State's favored by nine in this one. I think the Beavers win, and they cover in this one. Cal has not looked very good at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, or- Oregon State, you know, they, they lost to Washington State, but I think they're definitely going to just, you know, bounce back uh, after that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Oregon State here bounces back this week. Um, and yeah. I'm not really a fan of this Cal team and what they've done this year, or rather at all, for that matter, but it's not really the team I'm going to look forward to watching. But I like Oregon State. Obviously, they're ranked. I'm going to go with Oregon State on this one. But I, I don't know if Oregon State's going to be covering. Just because it's, it's, it's a Pac-12 game. You never know what's going to happen. They'll tear themselves alive. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, to say the least. I mean, Cal really hasn't been anything since Aaron Rodgers was there. So, I mean, it, it's been a very, very long time uh, since Cal has really done anything. Um so, yeah, I think Oregon State does win this one. I think they also cover, too. Um, and then lastly, uh, number nine, USC bringing in Arizona. USC's favored by 21 and a half. Um, Arizona's defense is actually really good. Um, their, their offense, not so much. I think USC wins this one. I don't know if it's by 21 and a half, mostly because USC's defense can't fucking tackle anyone to save their lives like if they had one person that could that wasn't afraid to tackle they they would probably blow teams out but every single person on that defense just is afraid to tackle man uh but yeah we'll uh we'll see but i think usc definitely wins this one i don't know about covering but they definitely win yeah usc's got this but man that defense just looks awful it's gonna be caleb williams that just takes over and wins this one for him yeah, you guys said it. They got to get that defense fixed up, but they they should take this one pretty handily. I mean, if like they are they are metrically outside of the top one hundred in every single meaningful stat defensively. Uh, I think I covered that on on Tuesday's episode, but yeah, I mean, when you're in 
all right, when you're outside, when you have, you know, group of five schools like Eastern Michigan and and Wyoming and, you know, all, all these other piss-poor programs no one cares about, um, you know, having better defensive stats than you, it, it kind of speaks volumes, man, about how, just how bad your defense is. And like I said, these guys are afraid to tackle, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting for sure, but yeah. Um, so that, that wraps up the, uh, the weekend previews. We're going to now, uh, switch over to the MLB, uh, the Rangers, uh, all, actually all, uh, wildcard series were swept. The Rangers swept the Rays, the Twins swept the Cardinals, or not the Cardinals, but the, uh, the Blue Jays, uh, Phillies swept the, uh, Fucking yeah, the Mar- Marlins and then uh, and then the Diamondbacks. They ended up uh, sweeping the Brewers. Um, so you know you had two, di- no, three divisional, no, two divisional winners. Actually, no, Tampa Bay didn't win, didn't win their division. Never mind. Um, but yeah, you had the uh, the the Brewers who won their division get get swept by a wild card team. Uh, so. Looking into it, uh, the first ALDS, you know, matchup, we have the Rangers and the Orioles. Um, I think the Orioles are going to win this one. I think this is going to be a very, very close series. It's best of five for these, right? I believe so, yeah. Let me double check. Because if, if it is best of five, then, yeah, I think the Orioles in five. I mean, the Rangers have been playing some really good ball as of late. And they actually could have won their division, but they just didn't. And, um, yeah, but I think the Orioles win this one. I mean, they, they have, you know, the second best uh, record in the league. So, yeah, uh, I think the Orioles win this one. I think it's going to be close, man. I think that um, the Rangers definitely have a good team. Um, a lot of good high power guys on offense. And pitching has done better than I thought um, in the playoffs so far. And, yeah, it is a best of five. So, I think this goes five games, though. I think the Orioles do pull out. I think it goes, I think it goes the full five games. I, I'm going to go with the Orioles. I don't think it goes five. Like I, I think the Rangers are a really good team. I can give them one in this one. I don't think it goes a full five, maybe four. I, 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 can, I can see four, yeah, but... I don't know. This is this is gonna be a very very good matchup. Like and like Mike said, you know their pitching so far has been really good in the playoffs. It was two games, so um, we'll just kind of have to wait and see on that when we see the full rotation in the playoffs. But yeah, this this is gonna be a very interesting matchup for sure. Uh, the Twins and the Astros will also play in the ALDS. Um, I think the Astros sweep this one, man. I mean, they've been really really good, and well, you know the the, the Twins are you know horrible yeah uh i think maybe the twins get one game you know if they're lucky uh they get hot one of the games but yeah i think houston handles this one and they said though that was the first time the twins have won a playoff series since 2002 so you know it's been a while since they've had any playoff success you know they won their matchup in the wild card round but i think that houston's gonna humble them i mean houston has so much experience over these last five six years in the playoffs I think that um, a sweep or going to four games here. 
Yeah, first series or playoff series win since 2002, but you're spending the next uh, the next one at home after this. Twins are getting swept. I'm not even giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying four. Yeah, I think I think the Twins also their record against the Astros in the regular season. I, I think they only won one game. So I mean, it's yeah. I, I think the Astros probably sweep this one. Had a losing record against the Detroit Tigers. Yes. That's all I to <laughs> yeah. Right. And, well, to be fair, Detroit did finish second in the division, but f- the, the Twins had what 82 wins to win the division. Like, I think it was 85, but still, that's not uh, good. still not not good at all. You're just barely above five. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, moving over to the National League, uh, the Phillies are taking on the Braves in this one. Um, I, I think this one goes five. The Phillies are a very very good team. Um, they they have playoff experience as well, uh, and you know the Braves are obviously the best team in the league right now. I mean, when when you have Acuna going off the way he did uh, this year, he was what forty seventy this year. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that dude has been just incredible this year, and you know the Braves' pitching has been really good. That said, Phillies have been really good lately. Um, you know, able to get themselves into the playoffs, uh, and you know they have this experience, and so yeah, I, I think this one goes five. I think the Braves do take it though. I can see the Braves taking it in four though. Yeah, I think that this also probably goes five games. I mean, I think the Braves have the best team and the best chance of winning the World Series, but I mean, the Phillies were in the World Series last year, so they definitely have the experience. They have played so well um, in the postseason. They played well in these wild card games, man. Uh, Philly just, like I said, recently has played so well in the playoffs, but Atlanta's got the best team, I think, that I can't bet against them. I mean, uh, Cunha, he's going to be the National League MVP. The pitching's been great. Spencer Strider had an amazing year. The Braves got the best team in baseball, so I got to roll with them. Yeah, this was definitely my most intriguing matchup to watch throughout the entire playoffs, if it happened. And obviously now it's happening, so I'm really excited for it. I like both of these teams. I do see this series going five, and it's it feels like it's a guaranteed five. It feels almost disrespectful to both teams to say they're going to win one or none, you know? Especially if it's the Braves. If the Braves get swept after putting up you know, the season they had, you you got to go into the offseason asking some questions about the uh, the management and all of that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no way in hell this goes anything less than four. Um, there's, there's just there's no way there's a sweep. I, I think Atlanta wins the first two. And then Philly wins the next two, and then that last game is going to be a hell of a matchup. Um, and then our last matchup in the National League, uh, the Diamondbacks are taking on the Dodgers. Um, I, I think the Dodgers win this one. The Diamondbacks, man, what an incredible story. Uh, you know, last year they were horrible, and now this year they're in the playoffs. I mean, talk about a 180, man. Yeah, man, I really like uh, the Diamondbacks team, man. I think Corbin Carroll is going to be a superstar in this league he has shown so much promise as a rookie and definitely one I wasn't as high on but he proved me wrong man being uh and living up to the hype this year um he's been great the rest of the team has overperformed for sure 
going to be a nice divisional matchup. Um, you know, they're both in the NL West. I love to see the Diamondbacks win, but I think the Dodgers win this. I think it's going to go four games. I think the Diamondbacks will take one game, but the Dodgers just, you know, it's the Dodgers. But I do think they'll choke next round, though, the Dodgers. They always seem to win the first round and then choke in um, the uh, NLCS, man. Yeah, Corbin Carroll is that dude. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's not the NL rookie of the year, I don't know what they're doing. Like, what he's done is ridiculous for that team. You know, Cattell Marte is pretty decent, too. Not going to lie. My boy Evan Longoria, keeping it Evan. down at third base, even yeah, as, in his old age, you know. I've, I've loved Evan Longoria ever since he's played on the Rays. I want to see him, like, go to the World Series and, you know, possibly compete, compete for one. I don't think it happens because I, I think the Dodgers take this one in four. And and like you said, like I would love to see the Dodgers choke in this round. I mean, that'd be great. Uh, but that said, I don't think you know the Diamondbacks are going to win this series. I th- I think probably Dodgers, honestly, in four. Um, but that said, Dodgers are going to definitely choke this year because they always do. And plus, they'd have to either play Philly or uh, Atlanta. So uh, yeah, good luck. And neither team is. The good look on the other end. You don't want that. <laughs> no, no. E- either way, either way, that's, uh, yeah. All right, so kind of wraps up that, uh, Mike, I know you wanted to still discuss a little bit on that uh, that trade that we talked about on uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, so, uh, yes, or on the Tuesday episode, I should say, we brought up the uh, Drew Holiday trade, so... We talked about the Damian Lillard trade and now Boston counteracting that, taking Drew Holiday um, from Portland here. And I really wanted to save this because I know Ian knows a little bit about some basketball, man. And I wanted to kind of compare these starting fives and the lineups for both Boston and Milwaukee. Now both the title favorites, they're both, last I looked, at a plus 380 odds uh, so they have the same odds, and they're both the number one, number two teams with Phoenix and Denver not far behind after that. But, yeah, I just uh, want to read off some of these uh, lineups here, give your guys' thoughts, and see who you think has the better team, man. So with Boston, you have Drew Holiday, uh, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Chris Stops is going to be their five. I've also seen a five where they could throw Al Horford in there if they want to go a little bit bigger and put uh, Derek White on the bench. Um, and then Milwaukee here, you got Dame, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. So, Ian, man, I mean, of those teams, who do you got? I mean, either way, looking at it from an outside perspective, you know, as a Pistons fan, sadly, the East, the top of the East just became a two-team race. Like, no offense to anyone else in the East, but you you have a clear-cut top two right now. Those are yeah. easily the best lot, top starting fives in the East, and no one can really sit there and say otherwise. The Sixers are, like, kind of out of that discussion now. Like, they're just a, a level below. And yeah, even Miami, <laughs> too, I think. Even with Jimmy Butler and... You know that I don't. I wouldn't put them at the, the same level. You know, when you, you can sit there and you have 
uh, the ability to sit there and say you can either start uh, Chris Stepps, Porzingis, or Al Horford. That's a good problem to have, I would say. Yeah. You know, I know Knicks fans know they're like, you know, their boy Tingus Pingus, not <laughs> maybe not greatest, but, but uh, I, I think, I think for that. Yeah, I, I think for the uh, for that team, he's gonna put some work in. But at the other end. You have, obviously, you still have Giannis in Milwaukee. You just got, you know, I don't want to say like an off-brand Steph Curry and Dame, but he's a lesser version of Steph Curry. You can pretty much shoot it wherever you want him to shoot it from, and he'll put it in. But it's just those two, I would say, Milwaukee has the top two right there. Because I like Jason Tatum, and I like, you know, the other parts of Boston. But I think clear-cut, obviously Giannis is better than Jason Tatum. And if you're going to put those two as probably their top players on their respective teams. So obviously right there, Milwaukee has the edge in the number one spot. And then the number two spot with Dame, or whoever you want to put there, I still think there's an edge there. But after those top two, it's kind of pick and choose after that. So I, I could see this going either way. And it's going to be really fun to watch who's end up, who ends up one and who ends up two in the uh, the East. Yeah, man. Um, I think that Dame is like the perfect complement to Giannis. Like, besides Steph, of course, like you mentioned, Steph's a little bit better, but Dame is basically, you know, that next best version of Steph. And, you know, Giannis playing on the inside, Dame being able to shoot the outside ball. They just complement each other so well. Their games match really well. But, like you said, man, Boston has a solid uh, group here. I think that Boston probably has the overall stronger team but Milwaukee that one-two punch is is unmatched and uh there was actually some clips that I was seeing of Drew Holiday um how we mentioned now he's on Boston of him kind of locking up Dame man I mean Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the league so if he's giving Dame trouble man that's gonna be interesting to see yeah that'll uh definitely be something to see because obviously you know he's locking up someone that he was, you know, traded for. Yeah, it might give him that extra motivation, man. Just like, you know, you think he's better than me, you know? In yeah, be prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew, you have anything you want to add? I know that, you know, you're not much of the NBA guy, but if you have any thoughts. I, I got nothing here, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, sad piston noises for all of us. <laughs> I don't know. They had, they had a decent chance at, you know, maybe being like a wild card team, but I don't know. It depends if Cade and Jade and Ivy and all of them get, get along together very well. I think they will. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they will, man. I mean, you know, Cade, I saw a, a interview, like, I think it was a couple of days ago, but Cade, Cade was basically, you know, just praising Jade and Ivy's, you know, work ethic and, and skill and all that. So I think those two, you know, if they can really get going this year, the Pistons might actually have a pretty decent sh- uh, chance at the playoffs. Yeah, man. I I don't know if Pistons will make the playoffs this year. If they do, it'll be like in the play-in tournament. But um, I think give it three to five years, man. I know that seems like a long time, but three to five years, man, let this young core develop. Maybe draft a couple more uh, top-end players. They'll probably have another top-ten pick this year. Um, hopefully whoever they get will pan out and they can grow, man. You know, the Pistons, I mean, Cade was a great pick. Jay and Ivy showed promise. Jalen Duran's been solid. Um, 
So we're definitely getting this young core together, Sar Thompson. I'm excited to see what he does for his rookie year. So a lot of promise for the Pistons, though, moving forward. At least we're going in the right direction now. It feels like our team's improving. Yeah, it, it, we'll just have to see, man. It, it, you know, the, the season's coming up soon, so that'll be interesting. Do you think Detroit? Uh, do you think the Pistons are going to make the play-in tournament, though? That's the, that's the real question. Man, that's going to be tough. Um, they do, though, because the play-in, it's the uh, first top ten. So it's seven, eight, nine, and ten play each other. Um, of the 15 uh, team uh, in the conference. So if they do, it'll probably be like a 9 or a 10 spot. So like I said, there's a chance they could. But honestly, I wouldn't mind them missing the playoffs just to get another top pick and building up another strong player for this team. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, so moving on from the NBA, look, the NHL uh season starts next Tuesday actually so uh lots to talk about there um I, I saw something yesterday uh it looks like the NHL the NHL's uh going to to raise the uh, the salary cap next year uh it went up this year by by, by about uh one and a half million last year it was 82 million flat this year it's 83 and a half next year though they're looking at a pretty big jump at moving it somewhere between 87 and 88 million um so that's going to be huge. There's obviously a lot of teams like Toronto and Vegas that want it to be, you know, up to like, you know, 95, 96 million uh, just because, you know, they don't want to have to have all these guys on, on the injured reserve list uh, to exploit that loophole. Um, but that said, with uh, with the NHL coming up on Tuesday, uh, we're we're gonna do we're gonna do a little something fun here uh, to round out the show. We're gonna do a little prop bets. Um, I got a, I got a list here of a, of a few bets, and uh, most of these are over unders. Um, so let's uh, let's get into it. Connor Bedard goals his rookie season thirty two and a half over or under. Um, man, give me the over, man. I really think Connor Bedard is gonna go crazy, man. I would say give me the under. I don't know about thirty two and a half. I I could see him probably do, doing a good twenty five, twenty seven. But he's I, I'm gonna go with the under as well. I think he gets thirty two exact. Honestly, that's that's what a lot of projections actually have him at. He's on Chicago, so we we have to think. You know, he's looked pretty good in the preseason, and he'd be on pace if with his preseason pace at just about thirty five. But he's also been playing against you know not you know full NHL teams, so we'll just have to wait and see just on that. But I'm gonna go with the under on this one. Uh, Alex Ovechkin goals forty and a half over under. Mm. This, is, this is a tough one, man, because you know Ovi is not slowing down. Forty though, that's still a lot, man. He did put up forty last year. He put up he exactly forty last year. So is he gonna go forty again, or is he gonna go forty-one? That's that's really your question. I think I'm gonna go with the under, but very slightly. I still think he's gonna be on track for you know the goals record. I'll give him like thirty-five. I think that he. I mean, he's got to slow down a little bit, right? I mean, you would think, but you know, he hasn't yet. Yeah, it feels wrong to take the under on Ovi goals. It really does. But like. 40 and a half? I, I think he hits 40. I don't think he gets 41. If he gets 41, I'll eat whatever I have next to me on my desk, I guess. 
<laughs> <laughs> that that's fair. I'm gonna go with the under on this one because look, he he's he's definitely gonna pass Gretzky. He needs to average over the next three seasons, counting this this coming season, he needs to average just twenty eight and a half goals uh for the next three years each season. Uh, I think he's gonna lower his average again because his average was, um, I think it was like 40 goals when he first signed this contract, and then it reduced down to 35. Now it's just 28 and a half. I mean, he is moving that average down, uh, but he hasn't put up. I think in the last two years he hasn't put up more than 40. So, um, but you know he's still a 40 point scorer. I don't know if he's gonna slow down though, man. I mean, he he wants this record. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Dylan Larkin points, 76 and a half. He was a point-per-game player last year. Uh, is he going to go over or under 76 and a half? I'm going to go over. I think he's around that as well, maybe even a little bit more. I think that I could see him I – man, I could see Larkin at like in the mid-80s for points, man. I think he's going to have a, a nice season. I'm also going to go with the over on this one. I think Larkin will get probably 85, maybe even 90. He's got Alex Dabrinkit on the team now. That could help him a lot, assist and goal-wise. Yeah, he's going to have Dabrinkit on one side, on his right. He's going to have Raymond on his left, who's probably going to have a you know bounce-back year after a sophomore slump. Uh, that said, if Larkin can stay healthy, he definitely goes over on this. Um but it's a matter of him staying healthy, and he hasn't played a full 82-game schedule in a, quite a few years. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I think I think I will go on the over here. I think he gets about 78, 79, um, even if he's out of the lineup for a little bit. Uh, Igor Shosturkin wins 30 and a half. Mm. This is tough, man, because goalies, I feel like, are so unpredictable in the league. One year they can go off, and the next year they'll, they'll play shit. So it's tough, but, man, I think Igor is one of the better goalies for sure in the league. I mean, dude is definitely, like I said, one of the top goalies. I think, though, I'm going to go with the under. I think it's just so tough for goalies to be consistently good year in and year out, man. 30 is a hefty number. They play 82 games. He's not going to play them all. Just just remember that. Well, yeah, so just saying he only plays in those 30, right? That would mean he would have to win all 30 of them. I don't think he's going to miss 52 games. I think he's going to play, obviously, more than half of this season. Does he win 30 of them? I don't think he gets close. I'm going to take the under on it. I think he gets close, probably twenty, probably in the 28th area. He's. I think he's going to go over this. Last year, he he started 58 games. He had 37 wins. He's going to go over. I think, you know, he's obviously the best goalie in the league right now. And I think he's going to stay the best goalie in the league. I mean, he is – he's he's part of this, like, newer generation of goalies where, where you know, you got guys like – compare him to, like, Tuka Rask for a second who who was used to guys not used uh, – well, used to guys not shooting that the way that kid – that these younger kids are starting to shoot the puck. Um, you know, I- Igor has – you know, basically grown up 
playing against kids who have been shooting the puck the way that they have by, you know, using more of that, that upper arm instead of that lower arm uh, in sh- for shooting. So I, th- I think... I think he gets about 35 wins this year. I don't know if he gets 37 again, but I would not be surprised at all if uh, if he gets well over this 30 mark. Um, Leon Dreisaitl points, 116 and a half. Man, that's a really big line. I mean, Leon is great, man. Him and McDavid, you know, are going to put up their points, man. I think I'm going to go slightly under. I think he does get over 100, but... 116's a lot, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go under um on this one. I think I'm gonna go with the over. I think he can get one twenty. Him and McDavid have been putting up points like crazy the past few years. He he hit one twenty eight last year, that was a career high. Uh he's been over a hundred uh four separate times. Uh one oh five, one ten, one ten, and then last year one twenty eight. Um, I don't know if he can repeat anything over that. I think he does go over, but I think it's just barely, barely over. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll see on that one. Uh, Cindy Crosby points ninety and a half. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go the over. I definitely feel like he is going to break the streak this year of the uh, most um, seasons with a point, averaging at least a point per game. Um, so the line set at 90 there. I think he'll just barely be over like 90 to like 93. I'm going to go with the under. I think he won't hit 90, but he'll average over a point a game. Yeah. This this last year was the first year, uh, since, uh, since 2017, 2018, where he played a full 82 games. Um, obviously you know, 2019, he, he missed quite a bit of time due to injury, but also COVID. Uh, and then obviously, you know, the COVID season last year, he played a very, or not at last year, but two years ago, he played a very nice, uh, 69 goal, uh, yeah, games and put up 84 points. He put up 93 last year. Uh, you know, his production has slowly started to fade away as he's gotten older, not by a whole lot. I do think he hits the over here, but again, just barely. Um, Longest win streak for any team, 12 and a half. That's mm. another tough one, man, because, you know, just stringing wins together. But I think, like, a team like Colorado has a good chance of doing this. One of those top teams for sure. I'm going to take the over. I think, I think a team could go for 15, uh, a 15-game win streak this year. Yeah, this is another one of those where I'm not afraid to take the over on. I think a team could probably get 13-14. Just depends on who they're playing when they start getting rolling. So last year, the longest was 13, and that was by the Devils. Um, And I think the next biggest streak was actually 11, so only one team would have actually hit this over uh, last year. Uh, That said... um, I, I am going to take the over here. I don't know if it's going to be New, New Jersey to do it again. Uh, I think Carolina has a good shot at doing it, though. And, um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think really that's that's the only team capable of doing this. Uh, longest losing streak by any team, 13 and a half. Mm, again, another one. A lot of bad teams as well. Um, 
I, I think I'll take the over as well. I mean, teams will – just how they can string up wins, man. They can string up a whole bunch of losses, man. Um, I think that it'll go over. I think it also has the potential to go over. I'm looking at teams like Arizona and, you know, teams that have just been bottom feeders for a while. Maybe even Anaheim starting to go down there. Not looking that great as of late. But, you know, teams like Columbus don't really have direction. They're probably going to end up jumping ship at some point in the season and just saying, go ahead, you guys have lost nine in a row anyway. Lose 15 and then win a couple, make it, you know, look like we're not truly tanking. But I, th- I think a team can pass that 13. So last year, no one would have hit this. Uh, the longest streak last year was 13, uh, so no one t- no one hit the over, uh, and that 13-loss streak was by Anaheim. Um, so, yeah, I-, I think I think this hits the under, though. I, I don't think anyone goes over a 13-loss uh, streak this year. Uh, total team points, so, you know, basically you're, you're – you know, you get your two points for winning and your one for an overtime loss. Uh, New Jersey season points one hundred five and a half. Mm. I think I'm going to go with the under on this one. I think it's close. I think they're around a hundred. Um, you know, New Jersey. I mean, you got Hughes uh, brothers on the team. They're definitely going to put put up points, man. I think that they're they're solid, but uh, I'm going to take the under here. I'm also going to go with the under. I think they hit 100 points, but I don't think they get much more than that. I'm going with the over. Uh, they hit 112 last year, and they've gotten much better over the off season. so I think they're going to even put up even more points than they did last year. Uh, I'm going way over on this one. Uh, San Jose total team points, 65 and a half. We're rolling with the Sharks, man. Over. No explanation needed. As much as I want to go with the over, I think they hit that or they barely miss it. They're not looking like that great of a team. I mean, they made some changes that I do like, but at the end of the day, you had a pretty meh roster to work with, and you didn't do much to improve upon it. They were they were a bottom 5 team last year. They are the only a bottom 3 team. They they no, they right now Vegas has them as as the uh uh the well they ha- they're the favorite to have the worst record in the league uh this year. That's not a shock. Um <laughs> at, at plus 270, which by the way, this is my last bet, but that said, I think San Jose hits the under on this one. They are the only team in their division that didn't get better and actively made themselves worse in the offseason uh so you know san jose is obviously gonna do what they always do and like beat teams that they probably shouldn't beat like they're gonna probably you know sweep the season series against vegas because for some reason san jose can just do that despite having a horrible team um but yeah i think they i think the under hits on this one i don't think they score even more than 60 um so and then the last bet here i'm gonna give you the 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 bottom six or the the six most favorite teams to win and their odds for worst record in the league. Uh, so San, San Jose is the favorite at plus two seventy, Anaheim at plus three ninety, Chicago at plus six fifty, 
Montreal at plus 750, Columbus at plus 800, and Philly at plus 1,000. Uh, who do you, who, if you were putting money on any of these teams for the worst record, who are you putting that money on? Man, fuck Canada. I'll go with the Canadians. <laughs> I would probably put money on either San Jose or Anaheim. Yeah, I, I think I think Anaheim. If if I wanted to, like you know, you know, try and make myself some money, I'd obviously put the money on Anaheim. That said, Montreal is dog ass. Um. I don't know. I, I'd probably either put my money on San Jose or Montreal with this, um, logically speaking. Uh, in terms of value, obviously, I'd put more my money on Anaheim than anything. But, um, yeah, surprisingly, though, Arizona is not in that bottom six, or I guess top six for the favorite of being the worst, um, so, which is kind of surprising. But they did make themselves actually better this season, which is surprising. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. And that, that, that wraps that segment up. Uh, so guys, you got anything else you want to add? Um, no, man. I think we covered a lot of stuff tonight, man. We dove, uh, deep into all four sports here. So we covered a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, barring another bears choke, you know? Yeah. Another 27 three. It's now 27 to 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you guess you guys will see on Tuesday when, uh, <laughs> for that next episode, what happens. <laughs> that, I don't have anything. I, I, I really, really hope, really, really hope Washington ends up winning this one just for the memes, man. Uh, but anyways, uh, rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, help us out, leave, you know, comments, share this with your friends, your family. Um, and you know, let let us know, man. If, if there's anything you want us to cover, all that, just let us know, and we we definitely will. And anything you know, suggestions, ideas, etc., just let us know because uh, we we definitely want to you know grow this podcast and make it better. So uh, with that, we will see you guys on Tuesday.